All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast. I am here with Choosing Chelsea on Instagram, and I am so excited to dive in and talk to her. She has a very large platform. You're probably the largest Instagram guest I've had on this podcast, so that's exciting. Um, but oh I know gosh. at heart, <laughs> I know, yeah. But at heart, you're honestly just, I mean, a, a normal human being as we all are. So I really am excited to dive in and talk to you about your platform, your journey, your story, and everything you do have to offer. So um, welcome to the podcast, Chelsea. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm excited too. It's going to be a good one. I can already feel it. Oh, yeah. um, so for everybody listening who maybe doesn't follow you or just doesn't know, or even people that do, and they want to get to know you better, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like I kind of tell people your little elevator pitch, like what would you, what, who is Chelsea? Who is choosing Chelsea? So yes, I'm Chelsea. I am a mom. I'm a registered nurse, a wife, all sorts of stuff. But Uh, I'm more commonly known on Instagram as being more of a self-love, confidence advocate. I used to grow up like absolutely hating myself and hating my body. And I really went through this whole journey of kind of fighting that and coming out of it. And now I try to do my best to spread the message of self-love and just positivity. And and that's where I'm at. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. And honestly, from our first conversation, I could tell I was like, this is a good one. We got a good girl. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's because you know how Instagram is. It really can just be a platform where people share their highlight reels and it's just like this perfect world. But that's one of the main reasons I followed you when I did my little social media clearing. I did a, a huge clearing of my feed and you were actually someone I added to my feed because I just loved the message that you were portraying in your Instagram. But what I learned last week when we talked before the podcast, I didn't realize this because I didn't follow you then, but um, you said you actually started off as a weight loss transformation page. So if you just want to, I kind of want to hear a little bit about that, like how that kind of started and then how over time you've transitioned it into a more body positive self-love, just like better, I guess, things, putting things out into the universe. Um, so yeah, how did that transition kind of come about? And, um, and yeah, just kind of tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, definitely. So yes, I used to be way back when, when I first started my Instagram account, Chelsea gets fit XO because Chelsea gets fit was taken, but, um, I had actually already lost about 50, 60 pounds before I started that Instagram account. And I was seeing all these other girls, like, having pages where they were posting transformation pictures, like, you know, the side by sides with their weight loss. And I was like, gosh, that's so awesome. That's so inspiring. And I think I was seeing girls do that before I I had even lost weight. And that's kind of like, you're like, Oh, I wish I could have a transformation like that. And then it turns out that I did have a pretty good one. And I, I wanted to post it and show it and inspire people. And then I wanted to get inspired. And so I ended up having a weight loss account where I was posting all the transformation pictures, lots of crappy iPhone food pictures and, you know, pictures of my polar watch and all that kind of stuff. And I had that go on for a a couple years or so. And I really just used to do a bunch of cardio and my fitness pal just on my own. But then I got into weightlifting and I had a friend that was a bikini competitor and I started doing coaching with her, not for a bikini competition, but she had me do my macros and cutting workouts and all this stuff. And I got like fully into that whole gym life world. And 
I got really obsessive with it. I was tracking my macros literally to the gram. And it was just like my life was taking before pictures and after pictures and progress pictures. And if I was off plan, I was miserable. If I was on plan, then I was doing great. And I ended up going to nursing school when I was at the top of my game, like killing it at the gym, doing all the things with all the macros. And then I just like, I couldn't keep up with it while I was in nursing school. And I started to gain back some weight which was really, really hard for me to deal with. And I realized that I was so miserable and so unhappy and that I completely based my happiness and my well-being on how well I was doing with my fitness. And I also realized that no matter how small I had gotten, I didn't think that I was small enough. I still thought I had to lose weight. I was still unhappy with my body, no matter how far I had gotten. And I got to this place where I was just so unhappy all the time. I was miserable. I didn't think I was doing good enough at anything at all. And I had a friend tell me like, hey, you know, you're kind of bringing everyone down with your like negativity. And as a people pleaser, I didn't want to affect other people and make them not want to be with me. I was like, oh, crap. Well, this is apparently a problem, which is really what led me to realizing that I had to make a huge shift and... I transitioned into trying to figure out how I could become less self-deprecating and it was a long journey and I'm still working on it. But that is when I kind of transitioned and realized I had to love myself no matter what. I had to be okay with my body at all stages. And after I was on that road for a bit, I switched over and decided I was way more than Chelsea gets fit. And I decided to become choosing Chelsea because I was choosing myself. And now I really want everyone else to choose themselves as well. I love that dude. Like as you were talking, I'm sitting here like, yes, checking all the boxes from my story as well. It's (laughs) like, it's so true. It's crazy. The more women I work with, the more women I talk to, I feel like it's just like in human nature to go through this kind of, obviously we all have our own story, but a similar journey in the sense that like, if you get into fitness and you don't have, I guess, a good mindset or a good mentor or good people to look up to, it's like you are looking at the transformation pictures, the tracking, the macros, the obsessive behaviors. If you get into it in that um, environment, then it is so many women go through this as well. And some people take it way too far. Some people are fortunate and able to kind of realize what they're doing. My question for you, just honestly, out of curiosity. So when you were in that place, cause I, I mean, I can, I can literally think about it and put myself back into that, like how that mindset felt and like the things I would do. And it just, it's crazy to me now, but when you were in that place of like obsessive eating on the gym, hundred percent losing weight, like you, you feel good because you feel like you're doing good. But like you said, nothing was ever enough. Did you know in that moment and like during that time period, did you know what you were doing was unhealthy and not really good for you? Or did you think that kind of innocently like, Oh, I'm just trying to get fit. I'm just trying to lose weight. And when was that like turning point? Was it when your friend said to you like, Oh, you're being negative or was there any other kind of moments that you realized, wow, what I'm doing is, is not good for me long-term. Like when I went in it, I had no idea because I was never, you know, super like I was always on tracking. I was tracking my macros and I was on cutting macros, but I never was at like super, super low amounts of food. And so I never thought I had a problem. I just I thought I was maybe not dedicated enough or like I wasn't doing a good enough job or I literally thought that there was something wrong with me. 
And now that I reflect back on it and I've come out of it, I see how disordered it is and how messed up it was because I literally had no idea. I, I, even at that point in time when my friend was telling me I was so negative, like I just thought that there was something wrong with my mindset. It was really when I recently went back to tracking macros again. Like I decided to track macros again back in September. And I don't know why I decided. I was like, oh, you know, I might as well. I kind of had been off track for a while now. And I was like, I'll just go back to tracking macros and a workout plan. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And the amount of anxiety I had and I was so emotional and my entire days revolved around thinking about food. Like my entire I was on vacation and I was miserable. I was so anxious. I ate ice cream and I cried and I cried because I felt so guilty. And then after I reflected back on it, like I I was doing the opposite of what I would recommend anyone to do. And I couldn't, like, I knew I was being completely irrational and I couldn't control it. And that's when I realized that something was wrong and that doing this was so much unhealthier than eating intuitively and no matter what that looked like. And that's when I really realized how bad it had gotten. Yes, 100%. And I even like down to the vacation thing, like I'm the exact same way. It's I've been on, and I even had this conversation with one of my friends cause we're going, we're going to Bali together soon. And, um, we both had just been having kind of like a weird body image day. And I, I looked at her and I was like, this is crazy because I have been on so many vacations and I've had vacations where I've done, I've stuck to my plan. And I felt, I, I thought I felt really good because I was sticking to my plan and I was doing awesome, whatever. But nine times out of 10, when I was in that restrictive mindset and I go on vacation, I almost like hated vacations and loathed them because I would cut down for them. I would restrict before them. And then when I got there, it was like, you literally let a beast out and I would eat everything. And then obviously I'd feel like crap about myself because I just like completely overeaten. And I felt like I had like gone way over the edge and got given up all the hard work that I had put in. And it's like, and it's literally what you just said. It's not until you can really realize that the problem isn't the food and the problem isn't really you. It's, it's the restriction. And it's that if you're always tracking your macros hundred percent and really restricting yourself and getting too obsessive, that's where that overeating happens and vacations. It's, it's almost, this is perfect timing because we're heading into like the spring break kind of time. Um, it is just, you have to be so careful with it because a lot of people do, they will cut before a vacation, they'll restrict the, they won't eat anything quote unquote bad. And then when they get there, it's almost like, okay, I need everything. And because the human body craves sugar, the second you give it that it's going to want all of it. And you literally can't stop it and you feel out of control. So I relate to that so hard. And I'm sure so many other women do as well. Cause it is, it is very, it's very, very difficult. Um, I also wanted to say too, I think that I, just from hearing your story, it, it kind of sparked a little idea in me that one of the main reasons I think a lot of these girls, and you can put, I want to hear your input on this. A lot of girls, ourselves included, have been through this kind of journey of, okay, we were obsessive and we restricted for a long time. And then we gained a little bit of weight and then realized like body positivity and food freedom. I feel like we all got into this strictly because of the people we were following. Like it's when social media started and everybody was tracking and competing and me and you, like, we didn't want to compete, but, but we wanted to look like those girls and be like those girls. So they were tracking their macros. So we tracked our macros. Um, do you think that social media, like, especially when it first started in the fitness industry has anything to do with this, like a lot, like this problem of a lot of people having disordered eating? Oh, like a hundred percent, because that's definitely how I got into it. You know, 
I mean, I was around those people at the gym, but, but the people I knew from the gym, they were all over social media posting about the stuff too, inspiring other people. And I, I would see everyone tracking their macros and doing bikini competitive competitions. And it became like this, this, this who had the best transformation and whoever had the best transformation won. And if you're not prepping for a bikini competition, then you're obviously not doing good enough. And you're obviously not working hard enough and you're not there yet. And you know, make sure you're tracking your macros and doing this and having carb cycling. And like, you see all these things and you're getting information overload and this person's doing this and this person's doing that. And you need to do fasted cardio. And it's just so much, and it's so much pressure. And you feel like if you're not doing what everyone is doing online, then you're not doing it right. And it it could be so mentally draining and it could be so damaging. Yeah, no, I agree so much. And it's, and it's crazy how it's shifted over the past couple of years, because I do think when we first got into this industry and it was very much like clean eating and like cookie cutter, like tracking macros and all that stuff. I think that there wasn't many body positive self-love accounts out there. So the Mm -hmm. only thing we all gravitated towards was the the fitness accounts because they were inspiring, but also I think the people, because I was one of them, like I had, I mean, you were one of them too. We didn't know necessarily what we were doing. We thought we were being inspiring and we were being motivating, but I don't think we really realized the damage. I, I know I didn't, I didn't realize the damage I was actually doing to myself and then to other people that were following me because just because of the content I was putting out. So being someone that has completely transitioned their platform from a fitness account to now just all encompassing self-love, body positivity. How do you feel like the whole body positivity movement is doing? And how do you feel like, do you feel like that people are doing enough? Do you think that, um, I don't know, what's your, I guess, what's your, what's your take on the whole transition? Cause I mean, it is very evident that social media is taking that turn. A lot more people are being more real and authentic. And, um, do you feel like it's, people are doing it well, or do you feel like, um, some people are kind of taking advantage of that and, still not being authentic, but almost riding on the wave of self-love accounts. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want to hear your opinion on that. So yeah, it's, I think it's has evolved so much and we've come so far and there are now you've grown. There's so many self-love accounts, so many body, body positivity accounts, and it's become like a movement and brands are catching on and for secret stores are closing. (laughs) Um, and it's just like, it is, it's on a new level now, but that being said, there's definitely a lot of work to be done. And there are, it's weird being, because I used to be like just in this like fitness world on, on Instagram. And now I've transitioned. Now I'm in this whole different space of body positivity and self-love. And I don't even, so it's gone to a place where I don't even like to call myself a body positive person because there's so many people taking it to extremes and they hate on you. If you're a normal sized person, or if you're a thin person and you're saying that you're body positive and that you have to be that like body positivity is like a fat movement. And it's like become so polarized and saying that only certain groups can be included in this. And it just, it's because it's like something that should be so uplifting to everyone and that everyone should be able to embrace and love their bodies and love themselves at all stages. And it's become this thing where, no, you can't, you can't sit with us because you are too normalized. And 
which I do see that there's, you know, there's really thin women who will sit down and then they'll show like their tiny little skin roll and they'll say that they, you know, are body positive and they love their bodies, which they have every right to love their bodies. And I totally get this. But at the same time, they don't know what it's like to be in a larger body and they don't know what it's like to be criticized to be larger because they've never been larger. So I get where the polarized side is coming from, but it's become really messy. And (laughs) I like try to just stay very middle ground and just be like, I want to love myself. I want you to love yourself. I want to embrace my body. I want you to embrace your body. I don't care what you look like, but it's gotten weird. (laughs) Yeah. Sense. No, I agree. And I actually, I was having this whole contemplation with myself the other day because I, I almost felt, I almost felt guilty because I've been, I've been really loving the gym recently. I've been going to a new gym and just like absolutely loving my workouts and not dreading them and like falling in love with fitness, but in a totally different way. And like a much more in such a healthy way, because I know what unhealthy looks like now and it's what's good for me. And I'm almost having this like conflicting internal battle where I'm like, I want to, cause you're right. It has, there is almost like a stigma that like, you can't be like body positive or in like the self-love movement. If you are like promoting health and actual healthy lifestyle, but it's, I always go back to the empowered choice. It's like, what is your empowered choice? If you want to order a salad or you want to order a, like a kale sandwich, whatever. And that's truly what you want. That's what your body's asking for. Then, oh my gosh, go for it. That is, that is what your body's asking for. And no one should judge you for that. But if you're sitting there really wanting that mac and cheese and contemplating back and forth, am I allowed to have the mac and cheese? Then that's not an empowered choice. You need to go have the mac and cheese because you're obviously having conflicting, you know? So it's kind of like, I don't know. I think everyone just needs to realize like whatever it's, and it, it is, it's telling your story and being true to yourself and really being able to just speak your truth, whether you are a size zero or a size 15, like it doesn't matter. Um, I really, I hope that as we kind of, as a society and on social media, try and figure out this whole movement. And as it shifts, I really hope it almost balances out and isn't so extreme. And um, people can really just follow the people that they, they really connect to. And they realize that are almost, yeah, more middle grounded and aren't um, shaming people for being thin. Cause some people that they literally can't help that. And that's just their body type as well. So it's, especially today's international women's day. We all need to just lift each other up regardless, like regardless of what you weigh, what your body looks like. It doesn't freaking matter. It's literally what's on the inside and what kind of person you are on the inside. So I love that though. And I love, I really do. I love following you and everything that you do on social media. It is, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and heading in that direction with social media, I kind of want to hear a little bit about your relationship with social media, especially as you have transitioned Um, how has social media helped you personally throughout your journey? And then also how have you been able to connect with women? And do you find that you like, have you personally done any like feed clearing and making sure that you're following like better accounts, I guess. And do you find that social media can like affect your personal still, even though you have kind of gone through this transition, do you find that social media can affect your personal relationship with yourself still? Oh yeah. About all the things. Where do I start? (laughs) But yes, yeah, so I, I have grown so much as a person just through sharing on Instagram and I can't even express it into words a lot of the times how, how when I realized that I could be vulnerable and I could be my true authentic self on a platform and 
have other people realize they're not alone just by sharing my story with them, no matter how terrifying or scary it is at the time. It just, it's mind blowing and realizing that I could connect with other people and just things that I don't want to share because they're really personal or because I, I feel like I'll be judged and then I share it anyways, it instantly makes that thing so much less scary. And you're helping others realize that they're not alone with those thoughts or those feelings and just getting messages saying, you know, like, thank you so much for posting that. I thought I was the only one, or you really helped change my mindset for this, or you're really helping me love my body more. And I bought a bikini for the first time because of what you post. Like, it's incredible. Like I, it, I, I try to now just post. And if I, if I can affect one person in a positive way, it's all worth it. But it, yeah, it's, it's what makes it all worth it. But of course it's hard to get caught. You know, I get caught up still. And I used to compare my body a lot to other people on, on Instagram through fitness accounts. And I would see people and I would be like, well, I'm never going to look like them. Or that's not like that they're too perfect. Or like, I wish I could have that, those curves, or I wish I could be that lean. And it was so unhealthy. And I went on a major detox and I stopped following most fitness accounts that I was following, except for, you know, the people that I truly love and connect with and that I think are putting out a good message. And I started following a lot more accounts that inspire me and lift me up and that share a similar message that I do and that share different messages. And I try to stay more open-minded now and follow accounts that have different viewpoints as me, just so I could, you know, see what else is out there. Even if I don't, don't totally believe in that myself. Like I like, like, I like to hear the other side and I feel like that's been really eye opening. Um, and yet, even though now I don't really compare my body to those on Instagram, because I know we have our, our own unique bodies, I do still get caught up in comparing myself to, to other people on Instagram. And now that I'm trying to build my own personal brand, I, I, tend to see other accounts that are similar to me doing really, really well with like killer engagement. And I, I tend to like fall back on like, Oh, well, like, why aren't I doing that? Well, like, what am I doing wrong? And it, it could be like, I just have to keep myself in check, but you know, the algorithm doesn't help. Let's be real, but let's be real. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> but you know, it's just all, you know, coming back to yourself and we're never going to completely stop comparing ourselves to people. I just don't think that's realistic, but it's being aware of it and not letting yourself hold on to it is what's really important. Yeah. 100%. I love that. Um, what advice would you give to someone wanting to share their story and be more open on social media? Like, do you have any quick tips. I I get this question all the time. Girls will always ask me like, I want to do what you do. I want to inspire people. I want to share my story. How do I do it? And it's almost like that's such a, that's a question I could sit down with you for three days and talk about, you know, I can't, but do you have any like just little things that you can maybe give to some women listening that are like, man, I want to share my story. Like I have really good information to talk about. I have a, I've had experiences that I really truly help think that could help women. Um, what advice would you give to them? just do it. You know, just, just go out there, tell your story, be real, be authentic and, and people will follow and they'll love it. Just, you know, not everyone will love what you have to hear. And that's something you have to be okay with, but you have to figure out who you want to help and whose story you want 
to impact. And, and that's really what it comes down to. And you just need to go out there and do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And a lot of times the reason they don't actually, I'd say 99% of the time the reason they don't is fear of judgment and opinions. Mm -hmm. So for you, especially like, I I don't know if this is something you deal with, but because your, your job is on Instagram. You don't have, you're, you're currently building your own business, but you're a a full-time nurse, correct? I work part-time, but yeah, I'm mostly a nurse. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I, do yeah, my two, my, I do my two 12-hour shifts a week, and, and that's good. Got that nice. mom life and home life and Instagram yes. life. But yes, so I, yeah, I think you were going with how do I fear, yeah, balance? Fear of judgment. Yeah, yes. and just like opinions of either coworkers or people on Instagram, just in general. Like how do you not let people's opinions of you and that fear of people judging you uh, stop you from doing what you want to do in your life? I, I honestly, it was hard when I started and it could still be hard sometimes, but when I started, I had a personal account and then I made a new account and it was basically no one I actually knew in real life following me on there, which made it so much easier to be real and honest and just, you know, like I was talking to strangers and it's, it could be so much easier to talk to strangers. And now whenever I post anything, I just, I try to pretend that no one I actually know is going to see it or that no one I know is actually going, you know, is following me, even though almost everyone I know follows me now. And, uh, I'll have people come up to me at work because I'm a float pool nurse. So I go to a whole bunch of different units. So I work with so many different people and I'll have people come up to me and be like, Oh my God, I saw your Instagram. I had no idea. Like that's so awesome. And I never know what to say. Um, but it is, you know, I, I am aware that people, I know from work, see me uh, and see my account. So you, you can't be stupid either. Don't post stupid stuff. That's going to get you in trouble. Don't be talking crap about your work on your stories or anything like that. So it's just kind of, don't be afraid of the judgment and post it anyways, but then also don't be stupid. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That balance, that balance. Um, it is. Yeah. It's so true. You have to, I, I, I honestly, I think I unintentionally do the same thing because if I do check like who's watching my stories or happen to see like when I click my notifications, someone like random from high school that I know liking my picture, it almost gives me that like flutter of like, Oh God. But then I'm like, okay, no, don't worry. You've been doing this for three years now. It's fine. You know, like it is, it's, it's scary and it's weird and it's uncomfortable. And it is probably one of the scariest things you'll ever do is putting yourself out there to be, to be judged. But knowing that no matter like I love it's Rachel Hollis's quote. She says, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. And I absolutely oh, I love, love that. that. It I is. Love it's that true. So much. That's like one of my favorites. I didn't know that that was her that said it, but I, I mean, I, I it might that. not be, but I heard her say it. So, um, uh, whoever said it, they're fucking on point. Let me tell you yes, that. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it is true. It's like, it's one of those things where you, you could literally not be doing what you're supposed to be doing in this life and not helping the people you're meant to be helping and just doing all the things that you literally sit in bed dreaming about at night. You could literally not do those things simply because you're scared of what someone might think about you. When at the end of the day, it doesn't freaking matter. Like it really doesn't matter. What matters is what you think about you. Yep. A hundred percent. So, um, but yeah, I love that. And as you, so as you have transitioned throughout your social media and as you have obviously kind of started impacting not only yourself, but everyone that's following you, not just in a self-love kind of way, but you're, you're building a big brand. Like you really are. I know you're, 
you just got a business coach and you're really working on that, you are starting from a very, very good, like starting point with the, just the big platform that you have. Um, is this what you want to keep doing in the sense of, are you wanting to just keep helping women with like their body image and like health coaching or is, is, do you have anything else in mind for how you want? Cause you are, like you said, you're, you're starting to build your brand. What does that mean exactly for you? It's like, what, what is choosing Chelsea and what do you want to, what do you want it to be in the near future? Girl, this is, this is the question. Let me tell you, I have been debating <laughs> this and debating this because as soon as I realized like, Hey, this is like actually a thing. Like I need to take this seriously. I was like, but how, like, what am I going to do? So I would definitely say that I am multi-passionate and I forever will be spewing self-love, body confidence. Like it is so important. And I would have been such a different person. I mean, that could have been good or bad. I think I ended up pretty good. But like if I had had someone telling me these things when I was growing up, it would have made such a difference. And so I definitely want to keep doing that. I'm working on an ebook and I'm working on my website as far as the whole choosing Chelsea brand. But then also I love being authentic on Instagram. I love Instagram in general. I, I feel like everyone who wants to build a personal brand or build a business or if they're just an entrepreneur, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I feel like everyone kind of owes it to share their story and be vulnerable. And I have been exploring and starting to work with people that want to build their personal brands and kind of help them boost their self-confidence and self-esteem to put themselves out there on Instagram and share their story. And it's been really exciting. And that's kind of my new adventure that I'm going on. Yeah. I love that. It's so, it is so much fun. And I've I've kind of dabbled with business coaching a little bit, but it's not for me right now, maybe in the near future. I still like love it. And I, I help people if they ask me and I have like a course and stuff on it, but it's not something I want to 100% coach people in right now. But I do, I honestly, I prefer, I would prefer to go and do like a speaking event or a podcast or something like that on this kind of stuff when it comes to like social media and building a brand and connect how to, how to connect with people better, how to get better sales, like with authentic tactics and that kind of stuff. That is more fun for me to talk about when it comes to like just talking about it. But when it, but for me personally, I, I am still, when it comes to my brand and my actual business and coaching women, I, I'm still just loving the health coaching thing, but I agree. I love, I love, love, love Instagram. It really is. I actually, this past weekend, I was at the Arnold with, um, your business coach, Morgan. Um, and yes, she's the best. And your crew though, you were there with like all these badass babes. I was like, I wish I could be with them. Dude. Oh, we need, honestly, we'll talk about this after, but we seriously should do a meetup of some sort. Cause that's where I was going with this. It was, it was this badass crew of women and it was just, it was amazing. And we were all so, it was just so like infectious and it was amazing. And it was, it was just awesome. And it really made me realize like Instagram, like we were all sitting at dinner one night and we were kind of going around, like, it was like almost like Thanksgiving. We were talking about what are we thankful for? And um, I forget who said it. It might've been Kaylin, but she, someone said, I'm thankful for Instagram. And it's so funny. Cause a lot of times we put so much like social media is a bad thing. Social media is you have to be like careful with it. And just a lot of negatives about social media, but I almost want to shed some light on 
the, just the amazing positive things that have come from it as far as like real relationships and real friendships and opportunities and businesses and movements and all that, all of that stuff. Instagram is absolutely incredible. Um, it really is. No, I, I completely like, I, I went on a trip to LA and San Diego and I was there for like just four or five days. And I met so many amazing people that I would not have known if it were not from Instagram. And it's just, it's crazy because people from the outside that don't really get it or have never connected with people on that kind of level, they're like Instagram, like Instagram's that, that big to you, but like so many powerful women that I have in my life like I never would have connected with you. I never would have connected with Morgan. Like there, I wouldn't have connected with these amazing people if it were not for Instagram. And it's just, I, it's so powerful. Yeah, no, it really is. It really, really is. Do you have any, um, any tips or advice or knowledge to share with girls listening there? I can just see all the girls listening right now. They're probably driving or they're listening to their headphones and they're like, Oh, I wish I could be in that tribe. I wish I could have that group of friends. I wish I could connect with women on social media on that level, but I don't have a platform. I don't really post that sort of stuff, but I love it. How can I, how can they maybe connect with women better or create those friendships? Do you have any like tips or advice for them? Just do it. Just start connecting, start being friendly, you know? social media is called social media for a reason. Like you need to go out there. You need to be social. You can't just like wish that these amazing friend groups are going to come to you. You need to go in and find them and connect with them. And if there's people that you love and you're, you know, they're maybe not seeing your comments or whatever, you know, keep trying and reach out and, you know, put the content out there and tag people in your posts and just communicate and build your own tribe. You know, you don't have to go and try to put yourself into this big, fabulous group that you think is amazing and you want to be in there, you know, build your own, build your own Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny you say that. Cause even like, I remember like when I started in the fitness industry, I looked up to like Kimia the Bucci's, the Marie Wolds, the Emily Duncan's, like that group of friends. And it's so funny because I obviously was never going to get into that group of friends, but I kind of took that friendship and saw how much, how amazing they were and like uplifting and really did create our own. And it's obviously shifted and whatnot over time, but it's shifted into exactly everything it needs to be. And honestly, my biggest piece of advice, if I'm going to say anything is get involved too. like a lot, a lot, so many women that maybe like, okay, say you look up to Chelsea or me or whatever, we provide things for you guys to do. Like I had a group of girls from my group coaching actually go to the Arnold together, like three or four girls. They got a hotel room together and they, they didn't actually like know each other behind just my group coaching, but they like have now turned into like their own little mini tribe. And it's, it's really awesome. And those are the things like get involved, whether it's, if you're in college, get involved on campus, like go join Facebook groups, do whatever, like just getting involved and actually putting yourself out there. It's scary. And it's like really, really weird, but it is honestly the most rewarding thing that you can ever do. Yeah. And you don't have to build a tribe on social media. Like I met so many amazing people just at my gym and my best friend I met at nursing school. Like there's, you could build an amazing friend group wherever you just need to go and put yourself out there and do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this is kind of a 
completely switch a topic question, but I just thought of it because I'm thinking of what the girls listening love it. Be wanting to wanting to hear from you. Since you are a part-time nurse, you're a mom, you have an Instagram platform, you are starting to build a business, you have a lot going on. What is your biggest tips or things you do to like keep that balance between work, friends, family, social life, fitness, health, everything? Do you have anything specifically that you can share with people to, to create that balance? A lot of crying. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly though, but honestly though, no, um, you know, it's hard and I've never like, I I like to say that balance is never doing the perfect amount of everything at one time that doesn't exist. Like you're never going to go to the gym, the perfect amount and hang out with your friends, the perfect amount and put this much time into your business and this much at work. Like it's not realistic. And sometimes it's give and take. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you do go full throttle and put your time and energy into your business. And while that's going on, maybe you won't go to the gym as much, or maybe you won't be hanging out with your friends as much. Or sometimes maybe you're like really are loving the gym. You're killing at the gym. And like, that's really important to you. And that's what you want to focus on. Or maybe you just started a new career, a new job, and that's where all your energy is going. You're picking up some extra shifts so you can learn more. Who knows? Or you're just embracing your time with your family and your loved ones and really taking a lot of time with your friends. Like it's okay to do that. And you should never feel bad that you're giving more energy to a certain thing in your life at one moment, because it's all about the overall balance and not just what's going on at once. And I think that is what people struggle with. And that's, you know, honestly, like I'm a serial procrastinator. I'm so good at time management when it comes to being at my job as a nurse, because that's what I have to do. And then I get home and like, I don't, I'm like more lax. So that's been my biggest struggle is when I'm trying to like conquer this whole online branding thing. I'm like, okay, well I'm so scatterbrained and I want to do this and this and this and that, and that, Oh, look, scrolling through Instagram. So it's really like having to hone in and being self-aware. And I know that I'm like that. So I kind of need to put restrictions on myself and give myself a game plan and you know, it's just, and just being gentle on yourself. It's so important because if I could beat myself up all day long for the amount of things I have on my to-do list that I didn't complete or the, how I wanted to spend more time with my daughter, but I had to get something done or, you know, I had to finish this. So I didn't do that. You know, it's just, you have to be gentle on yourself because you could just curl up in a ball and be miserable all day long over all the things that you should be doing. But it's best to just be happy with what you get done and keep striving and keep going and it'll get done and you could do it. Yeah. And learning along the way too. I think the biggest, I always tell my clients when they ask this question, it's like, you have to pivot and shift with whatever life is throwing at you. Because like you said, you, you could be on a killer gym routine. You're going five, six days a week, you're, you're on point with your diet, but then midterms week comes up and you have so many exams and school needs to maybe, you need to pivot and shift and put school at the top of that priority list. Mm -hmm. And then if you get to the gym, awesome. If you don't, don't make yourself feel guilty for that. Um, so it is just constantly being self-aware and evaluating what's going on in your life and kind of, yeah, shifting and moving with the things that life or life is throwing at you so that you can just do the best you can with whatever you are kind of going through at that time. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So we are going to wrap this up. Um, but I want to give you the space to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. And then any things, I know you said you have an ebook coming. Do you have any like dates on that or anything else that people can do to support you? 
Well, okay. The big thing is, okay, I keep procrastinating, like I said. So now I'm like limiting the amount of stuff. I'm going to try to do it one time. I just finished one thing at a time. So first up, I'm going to get my website out. Um, so hopefully that'll be up within the next couple of weeks. And then shortly after that, I'll have my ebook out. And then I am kind of doing my little, um, Instagram coaching. It's called confidently influential. I would maybe take on like one more client right now. If they were super ready and willing and eager, um, they could DM me and I'll send them the application for that. But those are like the big things going on right now. For sure. But like, I have so many dreams and things I want to do. Like you were saying, you'd love to do public speaking and you love podcasting and stuff. Like that's what I really want to do. So that'll happen. Just just give me some more time. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Take your time with it. That's the thing. It's like, you want it to be quality, not quantity. So that's amazing. And I'm going to link your um, Instagram handle and stuff in the show notes. So you guys can easily click on that. It's just, it's choosing Chelsea, right? Yep. Choosing Chelsea. Perfect. Perfect. And then my final question for you, um, obviously this is the evolve your life podcast and my whole thing is, is about evolving your life. Um, so what, and this, obviously it can't, it it can't always be a one thing answer. So if you need a, a couple things, that's totally fine. But, um, what has helped you evolve your life the most into what it is today? I think it's just realizing that I'm resilient and realizing that no matter how difficult something was that I was going through at a time, I got through it and I came out the other side. And if I could go through all of the things I went through in my life, that I could get through anything. And being aware of that just gives me the strength to keep going forward. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. That's perfect. Um, well, thank you so much, dude. Thank you seriously so much for coming on today and talking with us and giving us your time. Um, I know, like you said, you've got a lot going on and a lot's (laughs) happening. So I, I very much, I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And if I ever get that, my podcast going, you are coming on. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. And don't be afraid to send her a DM or, um, I, especially when she gets her uh, website up, you can check that out and see all the things that she has going on if you want to work with her. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening as always. And I will chat with you guys in the next episode of the Evolve Your Life podcast.